news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Always good. Good. So we're talking music today. Love music. <laughs> and you love music. And I love music. We just love different types of music. We love very different types of music. But we can agree on one set of vocals, which would be Jill and Kate. Yes, no doubt. They are, they are amazing. And, and right down the road in Nashville. I know. And you know what's super fun is that we can blare and listen to these and then we know them. How cool is that? So cool. I love it. So they recently had a, well, I should tell you a little bit more about them. They, um, they're singer songwriters who they're just fun. Like when we got to know them, just fun, nice, real type people. And that's this kind of stuff that they sing about. Um, they are, Formerly, former backup singers for um, award-winning vocalist. Do you know who? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. That's a big gig to get. That is a big deal, and they're they're big dreamers, and and it's uh, fun that they're right down the road in Nashville. But we had to go all the way out <laughs> to San Diego for me to meet them. Yes, um, yes. But great, they're so much fun, and and always pushing and coming up with new things. They are. And the other thing that they have is they have an amazing podcast, which we're going to talk about a little bit on the show. Um, what I love most about them is there's no like hidden secrets. Like they're famous for sure, but they're, um, they talk about like the rough patches that they went on and kind of their journey, which is so real. And I think so relatable for anybody chasing dreams it's not just easy as pie. And I think thinking, wow, these are the backup um, singers for Kelly Clarkson. It's like, wow, you guys haven't made, but the journey hasn't been easy. And so listening to them share their story and their heart and then through their music, their um, song, um, you know, what their, their stories that they're telling is just magnificent. And then they have these, this amazing podcast that's just real and fun. And, um, so I encourage anybody that, um, is interested to go listen to that. Um, but I think before, um, we get started, I want to know what is your favorite type of music? Like my, I go all over the board, but my <laughs> Pandora station is always on Macklemore, which you might not even know who he is. Oh, hush. You probably do. I do because I have to change it every time <laughs> I get in your car. But I've mentioned it before. I also I get a little Bieber fever sometimes. So <laughs> I thought you were over that. Yeah, that's still one of the top top Pandora stations. Really? Though. Do you know, yesterday we were having a lemonade stand and it's on Lucy's playlist. So like you brainwashed her at a young age, but it's only his song, Baby. That's the only song. Yeah, and then, uh, and then Jack Johnson... Yeah. That's my other go-to. So it yeah. depends on what kind of mood I'm in to kind of hit all three of those stations. I so. like it. Yeah. It's funny because it's like Adam has his own music and then the rest of the family listens to 
our music. And it always gets turned off. Your music always gets turned off. Always. Yeah. Well, because here's one of the problems, Adam. So Adam has this, what the heck is your workout thing? What is it called? Like, it's like workout mix and it has this girl I don't know what size shirt she's wearing, but it's a little bit small for her tatas. So the problem was about five, seven years ago, I was running a lot and yeah. doing triathlon. So I had to go on and try to buy um, as many songs as I could for as cheap as I could. And that right. was one of those that it was the top hit remixes they're all remixed but they're still on my phone and i can't get rid of them <laughs> and so when we're driving in the car now technology has advanced so much that the picture pops up and everybody's always like what is that turn that off that's awful and so it's always that dad has bad music because of that one picture and it's like always the first one on so yeah, but it was like a hundred songs for 99 cents right. and it was all the best songs out there yeah. five years ago. <laughs> Just but, probably a terrible cover, right? Yes. yes. Terrible cover. <laughs> but I think that's like why you're not validated for your music choices is because the kids have unfortunately seen it pop up. And then I try to change it as fast as possible. And then like veggie tales is still stuck on my phone. So it's like, well, <laughs> I still you. love some, uh, Robert Earl Keen and yeah. uh, terrible music, but I love it. Yeah, I know. I think about you in our dating days, Robert Earl Keen, like he's the you. best and Pat Green. I think about that. Like I remember when we were dating and you were so pumped about Pat Green coming to OU. And of course, what did I do? I'm like, ah, uh-huh, yeah, I totally love him too. I never heard, Didn't know who heard he was. Him, but I loved you. And so I was going to learn to love him. And I remember going to these concerts being like, this is so good. And it really wasn't, but it was, well, I mean, it was, but not really. It wasn't my style of music, but I just love being around you. Yep, so, but they're the best. <laughs> Still work on. Yeah. Well, I love you. Well, one of my favorite songs that um, Jill and Kate have is um, Nashville, and it was just released. I believe it was released right after I met them, and it's just cool. Like, so I recommend anybody listening um, to go download some of their music. They have "Burn It Down," Nashville, "Since You've Been Gone," just like super cool songs that they've done, and um, they're the backup vocals they were for Kelly Clarkson. So let's pop over and listen to our interview with Jill and Kate. Super excited to have Jill and Kate with me today. Girls, how are you? Hi, we're good. How are you doing? (laughs) You know what's so fun is that um, when I met you, I guess it was last year, I thought right away, like, I really want these two on my podcast. Didn't have the nerve to ask you when I first (laughs) met you. And so then it was, you know, a while later that I was like, okay, I'm going to send him an email. And then we ended up in California together not too long ago. So um, it's fun how, yeah, our lives just kind of have crossed paths more recently, which I'm super excited about. And I'm really happy to have you guys on this show so our listeners can learn more about who you are, what you do, and kind of what you're up to. So if you don't mind maybe um, just sharing kind of your past with us, kind of what you guys, how how you met, and then your first activities together. Okay. 
gosh. I feel like, oh, man, I, this is Kate talking just for people to have some reference. And I'm definitely the more long-winded one. So, Jill, you'll just have to, like, keep me on track. If yeah. You're like, too much detail. Too I'll, much detail. I'll reel you in if you it gets can, Yeah, you can reel really in. So we met. Um, we were both at a study abroad program, which was not really abroad. But it was on Martha's Vineyard. So you had to take a ferry oh, to get there. wow. And... Yeah. And so we both went, we didn't know each other. Um, it was a music program for four months of your college career. You could only focus on music. And so we both went, we were randomly roommates and one of our songwriting assignments was to co-write with another student. And we kind of started becoming friends. I think it was like the second or third week of the program. And we wrote a song together and people were like, whoa, you guys sound like sisters. <laughs> and we were kind of like, oh, yeah, we do. Like our harmony comes really naturally and our voices kind of blend. And people were like, you guys should be a duo. And we were like, okay. <laughs> so we became a duo and we ended up moving to L.A., um, after we graduated from college and our first show in LA, Kelly Clarkson came to the show and asked us if we wanted to sing backup for her a couple wow. weeks after that show. Wow. Definitely not something that we ever <laughs> saw coming. Um, wow. we didn't know if we like knew how to be backup singers. We were just like, well, you don't say no to that. <laughs> so the answer is yes, we will. But do we know really how to do it? But right. we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And so we ended up touring with her for six years. Um, we'd moved to Nashville in that process and, um, got off the road with her just to pursue our own music full time. And that's kind of what we've been doing ever since. Wow. Um, we've also, yeah, we started a podcast last year. Yes. Um, yeah. So we're kind of, that's, how did I do? I feel like I did. You did well, really right? good. That was really fast. But there's so many things I want to ask you in that very quick thing that you just said. So what's amazing <laughs> to me, you guys went to two different colleges then. And you ended we up. Did, yeah. okay. okay. And so then people, and I can attest to hearing you. I remember when we were at that conference together, you guys got up and sang and I was like, holy moly, like they're amazing. You guys just sound oh, so amazing. So I can understand why people would be like, okay, you totally need to be a duo. But then everything just happening so quickly, like Kelly Clarkson, that's not like, you know, Billy Bob. That's like, Hey, you want to be in my, <laughs> it's like Kelly Clarkson. Like that's big. Was she big at that point? Yeah, and I guess I should clarify, too, there was four years in between that. Like, we'd already been working together for four years. Okay. So it wasn't, I, I might have told the Three story years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little quickly. Okay. But there was like, a, there was a four-year, three or four-year gap. But you two, two were things. working together. And was the goal working together, okay, we're going to be a duo mainstream, and then Kelly came in and said, hey, I really want you guys to be back up? Yeah, so we were doing our own shows. We were playing all over the country. We moved to L.A. as a duo, and we were working on an album and things like that. And she ended up coming to one of our shows there and and thought we sounded like her background vocals, right. so asked us to do that. So that was never on our radar. We mm -hmm. kind of felt like that was sort of a like, oh, this is a different direction, but yeah. we're going to go with it because yeah. it's a huge opportunity. You know, in our minds, the coolest thing that could have ever happened was like opening a show for her mm -hmm. or doing something like that. We never even, honestly, like we never even thought about backup singing, even as a career. We were just so focused on our own duo thing. But it was funny, like once we got into 
like learning about right <laughs> backup singing, we all of a sudden realized like Jill and I didn't grow up together, obviously, but we both loved the same artist growing up. Yeah. And it turned out that we knew all the background parts to all of our favorite songs that we'd listened to as kids. Like we were just naturally wow. like inclined to them. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see how that all kind of played out. Oh. Yeah. And then it was cool. Also, it felt like kind of like a graduate degree to yeah. go sing with her because she's, you know, the best there is really in a lot of ways right. out there. And so to be singing with her every night and having her kind of, you know, just learning from her and playing with a band that was at that level, mm-hmm. it felt like six more years of schooling in a way, but getting paid for it. Yes. Wow. That's so amazing. And being on the big stage. I mean, like huge, like you can't get bigger than that. I love your story. And I know you guys are also friends with Ed Eason, but it reminds me a lot of what he talked about is he was going to be a singer. Like he's like, no, I'm going to be a singer. But then, um, you know, he got this job with Carrie Underwood and it's like no I can totally do guitar like just saying yes to opportunities and now you know he's playing with her which I think is so so cool so were there roadblocks or because it kind of sounds like your story up to this point you guys everything was just kind of working for you is that kind of how it felt (laughs) you know it's so funny it it does I feel like we got a big break pretty early on. I mean, for us, it was still three or four years into our career that that happened. So at that point, it does sound like, whoa, a quick win. And (laughs) it was in a lot of ways. But, um, oh, yeah, we've had roadblocks galore along the way. And I feel like, you know, they've almost gotten more and they've, like, increased as we've we've gone, which I don't know if that's a common thing or what. But, um we're working on a book right now and one of the chapters actually talks about all of the like almost and maybes that wow. we've had in our career because yeah. again people only see maybe the like oh you sang for Kelly Clarkson or oh you've been on Ellen or oh like they yeah. only see maybe the shiny pieces mm-hmm. and we want people to see it cuz those are you know those are exciting but people don't get to see an insight to all of the nos all yes. of the like you know, we were so close. Like we almost had a reality TV show at one point. Wow. Like, you yeah. know, like all of these things that would have been really cool, but didn't work out. And you right. just kind of have to trust the process of it. You know, right. what's meant for you like, will happen and what's not. Won't. I love and, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Kind of same thing with me is um, I was on Shark Tank and it was like, it was like nine years ago. And I now have written a book to, and speak to women about, um, you know, building their businesses and stuff, but people still like, I'll go to speak and I'm super excited to talk about like what I'm doing today. And people are like, yeah. Well, can you tell the shark tank story? I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> want to tell that story anymore. Like I've moved on and done so many things and it is a part of the story, but like you guys, like we're always evolving and changing and growing and doing more things. And it's like, no, there's a lot of other things that come now. Talk to me a little bit about this duo because that's really, really special. Has it always just been something that has worked easily for you guys to, to think and to know you guys? I've only known you guys together. And then to think you have a podcast together, you write music together, you're writing a book together. Is everything together? Is that the goal? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. It's A lot of it is yes. We're sort of like twins at this yeah. point. A lot of people think we are twins, actually. <laughs> 
Um, or at least think we're sisters. I think that's the question we get asked the most. And sometimes random, like, don't forget what you're going to say, but I just want to insert, it'll be random places like we're at the grocery store Mm -hmm. or like on a train. It's not like we have like guitar in hand, like, or something. (laughs) It's like people just talk to us all the time and they're like, sisters like yeah. you're like huh, huh? Yeah. Or twins. <laughs> we're in on it with you I think we've kind of morphed into each other in a certain way right. no I mean yeah I will say there is something I definitely think like God brought us together because I know I wouldn't be doing this alone because it's a really hard and lonely road right. to be an artist and you know like I mean first of all let me just also say that I love that you're on Shark Tank because mm-hmm. that's, I just think that's so cool. I want to come back and talk to that. Um, I have a friend. I have a friend that's going on next week. Oh, um, so fun. Who, yeah. Are going to try out. Yeah. Anyway, I do think, sorry, I got on a tangent no, that's there. Okay. <laughs> um, I just, I do think that we are like kind of yin and yang in a lot of ways mm-hmm. as far as our strengths and um, weaknesses. And so we kind of balance each other out, but that has been definitely a part, a hard part. Right. Uh, we've been working together for 16 years. And so, wow. um, I, we definitely have had times where one or both of us have felt lost in the process of right. just like, who are we without the other person? Uh-huh. You know, it's sort of like, we are just branded as Jill and Kate. And right. that's like one thing. Yeah. Um, great for our business from a business standpoint, you know, people pay a lot of money to, have that kind of branding where they see one thing and also think of the other. Right. But, and that's great because when we show up, it's like, where's Jill and Kate as uh-huh. like one word exactly. and one person. Right. Um, but that has kind of, we've really worked on that, especially in the last few years, just to remember that like our identity is not Jill and Kate, even right. though that's the name of our business and yeah. that's our brand. Mm. But that there are two individual people that make up this business and this yeah. brand. And so, you know, oftentimes we'll say, okay, what's best for Jill? What's best for Kate? And what's best for Jill and Kate? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. we're trying to make decisions just because it, you know, it's like if we had a cupcake shop right? and, you know, it, I mean, it's different because it's our own lives right. that make up the business, but we try to be, we, we've tried to take steps at really making sure that we're taking care of our personal selves as well as the brand. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, I'm in business with my sister as well. And it's the same thing. It's like Sarah and Megan, Sarah and Megan, Sarah and Megan, but we are separate. And I think that's the beauty of it. And exactly what you said, like God put us together because it's the yin and the yang of like, okay, what I do well, she doesn't. And what she does well, I don't, we have got to have each other to grow the business, but still we're individuals. And so I love that. I love that so much. Now we have our dreams and stuff and our eyes on things we want, like you guys, um, you you know, had your dream of we're going to be this duo and then you come in Kelly Clarkson takes over and you're the backup, which I still really amazing and cool. But that, (laughs) um, I feel like, you know, we have dominoes in life where things fall. Tell, tell us what happens after you guys decide to leave Kelly Clarkson. What comes next? Yeah. Um, (laughs) we we spent a few, the first couple of years, um, we put out a new album and we really went to like push that album and we toured in the UK and in the, in the States. Um, at the same time, our manager, at the, at the same time that we left Kelly, our manager got sick with cancer. He was 33 years old. Oh gosh. Um, and over that next nine months, like he just slowly mm. was 
leaving us. And so um, he ended up passing away about a year after we left Kelly. And so there was a lot of, he was really kind of like the steerer of our ship in a lot of ways and and one of our best friends. And so there was a lot of emotional um, struggle for the first couple of years with that. And then, um, and then we just found too, that doing it on our own was, (laughs) was really hard, you know, like at, at, when we were with Kelly, we had a good paycheck and travel was covered and all all this stuff. Um, So we kind of had to kind of refigure out, okay, what is our purpose and how are we going to do this in the way that makes sense for us, not how Kelly would do it or, you know, how we used to do it. And so it was a lot of sort of reframing our mission, not our mission, I guess, but just how we did business Mm -hmm. in that first couple of years. And I think, you know, when you're working for an artist like Kelly, I mean, there were years, most years, we were gone like 300 days a year. Right. So a lot of it was just kind of like, readjusting to what life looked like being off the road that much, right. even though we were still on the road quite a bit and traveling quite a bit. Um, but just having a little type of normal and a routine and also being in charge of our own schedule. Yes. Like we had our own ability to say like when we wanted to go and when we didn't. And, you know, when you're working for someone, you get told when right. to show up. What to so do when it was yeah. nice. Yeah. It was nice being able to kind of, just be in control of our own schedule. And we got to a point where we got a call kind of out of the blue again to sing backup for a male country artist. And we, we'd never, again, we'd never really thought about going out with someone else. You know, we'd kind of decided to do our own thing, but you know, truthfully we were like, Ooh, the paycheck would be nice. It was a short (laughs) contract. It was just a few months. And so we were kind of like, oh, this might be good. It was mostly shows on the weekend. So we would still have a big majority of the week, you know, right. to ourselves, to do our own thing. So we ended up going out um, on the road with him. Um, and gosh, there's like no, <laughs> I don't even know how to like, how to wrap this or how to end. Our time with him did not end like super well, Okay, um, which a whole other, I don't know if, I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. Um but basically the very, very condensed version is that a band member took a picture of me, Kate, on the bus. I knew that he took the photo, but it, it, it was like I was dressed. We were about to walk to stage. He texted it to a group of people that were on the tour, including some crew members. And a crew member responded, didn't know that I was on the text and called me huge. Oh, and God. Yeah. So, like, Mm-mm. that happened. We were leaving for Afghanistan two days later, mm-hmm. went to Afghanistan. So I didn't have my computer with me or anything because they were super, we were doing a USO tour and they were super strict about what we could take with us right. and how much baggage we could take. And so I landed back in the U.S. two weeks later and wrote a blog called When Someone Calls You Huge because a lot of our fan base is women that are, let's say, you know, in our stage, same right. age bracket, like 18 to 34. I know I'm not the first person to be called a name. Mm-hmm. Like people are experiencing a lot worse than I did, but I just basically wanted a way to process story for me is how I process everything, right. um, whether it's in song or on a blog or on social media. And so I wrote a blog, posted it two days later, management asked me to take down the blog because they said it could reflect poorly on my employer, which side note, I did not mention who I worked for, who right. called me huge. 
like the blog was way more just about like your women empowerment. Right. Right. Yeah. And like ladies, if we are on our deathbeds because Mm -hmm. of like thinking about what size pants I got into, like somebody like what in the world? Like, and I think having my friend just pass away who he went from being, you know, this healthy 33 year old man Mm. to not able to like breathe on his own, eat on his own, walk on his own. I just was like, you know what? If I have an extra 10 pounds on me or 20 or 30, 40 or whatever, or if I'm a size zero, like women, like let's love our bodies. And And you realize the importance of life, seeing your friend do that and be like, this is so petty that you're saying that. Like who says that still? And I know people (laughs) do, but I'm like, what is wrong with people? Why are you saying that anyways? You know, good grief. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was the straw. Ended up. Well, no. So we ended up taking the blog down um, and we took it down. And 10 days later, Jill and I were both fired in a one minute phone call that said they no longer had a need for female singers. Wow. And yet they hired another female singer less than a week wow. later. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. So that Very shallow. Was like, that, was, mm-hmm. that was a big roadblock for us. <laughs> it was a big roadblock. It was kind of a big bummer. Um, it, it really was kind of the catalyst for maybe the lowest time, I would say, of our yeah. career to date, I would say just because it made us question a lot. It, you know, it made me really angry. I'm a very justice-based person mm-hmm. and that just felt, it felt so unfair. Yeah. Um, but that kind of prompted us. That's kind of what led us to starting the podcast and needing Love what that. we've been calling the, what we've been on the walkabout. Um, it's just like, we got kind of so stuck in Nashville that mm-hmm. nothing was really like we were stuck creatively, emotionally, like financially, we took a huge hit because we had 50 shows on the calendar Yeah, and I had our whole calendar blocked for the rest of the year. And then we were so abruptly fired. And mm-hmm. um, there's so much there, packed um, into this because so a couple of things that are coming <laughs> to mind. One is and I talk about this all the time. Actually, I run an accountability group and one full week. We talk about the power of words, the words we say to ourselves, the word we say to our you know, family, the words we say to people, you know, around us, because the power of words, like think about if that guy just chose not to say something, how different maybe the story would be. Or if that guy would, whoever said it, like those words, you know, our tongues are so quick and then it goes straight to the heart. And I just think that in the world today, we're all so quick to talk, you know, And I just, oh, it just makes me sick. And I think, you know, he could have, he had the choice to say, take that picture and say, our awesome singers, aren't they fabulous? You know, like why, (laughs) why did he choose to say that? And, you know, really degrading himself by doing that, but it really puts you guys in a tailspin. So I think that's incredible. And then the other thing, just this being a business podcast too, I'm thinking it's like you guys went from what a lot of people are scared to do. Like, okay, you were employees, basically you had a job paycheck, you know, all this stuff that you were counting on to, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur now. Cause that's what you girls really are in in the music industry is you know you basically eat what you kill which I always hate saying that but it's like in the entrepreneur (laughs) world that's what it is you know you're making your own money which there's so much empowerment behind that like you said you set your own schedule you can say yes to what you want to you can you know get rid of people who aren't pouring into you and making you feel like the best you you can be and I always talk about surrounding ourselves with good people but it's a it's not the easiest road you know and um but look at what it's 
done too. And I'm so proud of you guys, like a podcast that voices women, you know, like the really talks to people about what's going on and what people are doing. And then, um, I do want you to get into the walkabout too, but I just feel like you have so many nuggets in your story that we can all learn so much from. So did the podcast start first or did the walkabout? Well, it's kind of funny. We'd always wanted to start a podcast, but we never really felt like we had, I mean, we had a couple ideas, but it didn't feel like any of them were cohesive or that they made right. sense. We're like, what are we going to talk about every week? And, <laughs> uh, it also felt overwhelming because yeah. we were, you know, trying to do everything it felt like. Right. And I think there's certain things that like you have to, I mean, it's so, it, it's like a million cliches, mm-hmm. but like going through the hard parts in life Mm -hmm. is what actually is going to give you the nuggets that you have to share with people that are going to help people. Because that's one thing we realized we had a friend say to us, like when this was all unfolding and like when we realized like, Oh, we're literally not getting a dollar from him. Like our last show was like the last paycheck that we were seeing. And it was stressful. Jill had just bought a house in Nashville. Like, you know, I was like trying to pay off my student loans. I was like Dave Ramsey-ing like the program, like trying to, so yes. it's just like super stressful. I mean, just nuts and bolts of it was like, oh gosh, how are we going to pay rent? Like, how is Jill going right. to pay her mortgage? Like, how are we going to, but you know, a friend of us said like, you know, that like, this isn't about you guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is all happening because other people are going to be looking to you to see one, how you processed. And like, we realize that as women, I think it's really hard to speak your truth sometimes. Right. And we, I mean, it's the most like unsexy thing that you can say, but like mm-hmm. speak your truth, even if it costs you something. And right. for us, it costs us our job. Yeah. And like, and we were trying to be agreeable. Like we took the blog down even like, so yeah. I mean, it's just like kind of, it's one of those things where we just realize, like, okay, if, if we tell our truth, because we know this is happening to women everywhere, and exactly. this was about two years before the Me Too movement exploded on the wow. scene. And wow. so it was just kind of like one of those things where we realized, like, okay, this isn't about us. If we mm-hmm. can help another woman who is maybe in a similar situation and too afraid to say something, like, maybe this will give her the courage. Because it's that thing where if one, like, we all rise by like lifting each other by exactly. just one story, yeah, you know, one like needle, it moves the needle forward for women everywhere. Yeah. That. And I think that like, I love how you talk about words having power and, mm-hmm. you know, I've never really thought about that. His, the way he worded that it could have been so different had he chosen his words differently. But I think that in that happening, we had to make the decision to like speak out the life we wanted in right. that moment because mm-hmm things were not going well. But if you keep saying things are not going well, they're going to continue to not going well. So I think we spoke, we were like, we can change this. And Mm -hmm. so what do we need to do to change it? And sometimes a change comes from like getting a different job or getting a haircut or taking a trip, you know, but we were a little, maybe it's the artist in us. I don't know, but (laughs) we felt like it needed to be drastic. And so we were like, we're going to change our situation. And so I sold my house and we sold everything in it and wow. decided like, this is our chance to do our podcast and travel. We didn't buy new places or rent new places. We just up sold everything and I started a podcast. That. I love that. Yeah. So, so you're just like done. I'm done. We're going to just go see what God has next for us. Is that kind of, were you like the walkabout? Is it like a search for what's next? 
It definitely, well, it's funny because we, we felt like done with Nashville for mm-hmm. like a hot minute, uh-huh. but we didn't feel like, if anything, we felt more inspired musically and to keep telling the story, yeah. like creatively, we felt it being in Nashville. I mean, again, our timelines, it's kind of funny when we were jumping from one thing to the next, from being fired to doing the walkabout was about a year and a half. Yeah. So okay. we had like a year and a half of this like really hard desert feeling time mm-hmm. where it just felt like nothing new was being created all of our songs were kind of like about the same thing yeah. or just like we weren't really writing a whole lot right we were also just working odd jobs to piece together you know like financially we were nannying or doing any like part-time flexible work so we could keep doing music and playing shows and traveling and it was just like we were to the point where we were like okay what if we just go do stuff that's fun? And I'm like, I know it actually started because we were trying to record these covers and we did a cover of girls just want to have fun. And Jill started playing it on the guitar and it was like the sad, I just started crying, like bawling because it was such a sad version. And we realized like, I mean, I think so often songs inform us Mm, or you know like things inform us in a creative process and Jill starts playing this and it was like we kind of looked at each other and we're like we're not having any fun anymore like this has become the opposite of fun it's stressful it's we don't have anything in our tanks to like fuel us creatively and when you don't have inspiration if you're an artist or any type of creative person like your creative output is going to be real bad because you have nothing to like fuel that and so that's just kind of when we were like okay we're gonna sell everything and do this like we didn't even know what a walkabout was but we saw our mutual friend Bob Bob Goss speaking in Nashville about two weeks before we left for this walkabout before we sold and closed on everything and he we told him what we were doing and he was like oh you're doing what the Australians call a walkabout (laughs) we were like Awesome. Of course, we have a cool name for it. Right. So that's what we called it. Um, and that was the, I think our first podcast episode was called The Walkabout. I love um, it. And we say at the beginning of the podcast, like, we don't know if this is going to work. Like, right. we don't know. Yeah. We don't know how this is going to turn out. But we want to take you along for the ride because if there's anything, we both, you know, we're both in our 30s. We thought life would look a lot different. We mm-hmm. thought we'd be married to, you know, each of us have kids. And now it's like, we're both single and right. like careers have taken these like crazy turns. So wow. that's kind of what prompted us to just like keep doing everything creatively. But, and we just set up, we were like, what do we want to do for fun? We go to New York all the time to work, but mm-hmm. we never just go to like play. And so we were like, let's plan a trip to New York and just eat really good food and have zero agenda. Yes. <laughs> so we didn't, we had this no I love plan. this. No. Okay, I just love this so much because here's the difference between you and a lot of people and probably a lot of our listeners people sit in fear and sit in the same and they're so scared. I mean, what you did is scary. A walkabout scary. Like we're selling everything like it's it does sound drastic, but what you did is you had the courage to change what you weren't liking. And I think that's such like you honored your instincts with action. And I think that's probably one of the bravest things that I've heard. And listening to your story, I'm like, wow, wow, wow. But you honored (laughs) what you were feeling. Like you had these instincts, like something's not right. This isn't feeling good. We're feeling in a desert. So let's shake everything up 
that takes so much courage, but then the action that (laughs) follows it is like your podcast is unbelievable. Like I've gotten to see you a couple of times because you are traveling, you know, and unfortunately we're not sitting across the table from each other because you guys are, you know, traveling the world. I mean, you were, what were you guys in Iceland recently? Was that right? We, yeah. yeah, we did. We went in October. Yeah. Like, I love that. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's either brave or it's crazy. I don't yeah. know. One or the other. I think it is brave, but I think so many people that have this, well, one thing I know that we are able to do this partly because we don't have kids or a family. And right. I know some people are like, I could never do that. But I think whatever the change is that you need for yourself, mm-hmm. like whether you can up and sell everything or whether it's just, you know, I don't know, changing something small in your life or your career. It's just, you reach a point where you go, if I don't do that, Mm -hmm. like it's going to be way worse. If I don't do something, it's going to be way worse. So that's just the point we reach, you know? Don't you think Brown? Oh, go ahead. Oh oh, no. I was just going to say, we had these Brown couches in, um, in Jill's house and we'd had them. We got them like when we first moved to Nashville and, I, for the last like year and a half before leaving, like I would just sit on the side of the couch and like cry into mm. the arm of the couch. And this sounds like such a sad story and I'm not needing to be such a downer, but <laughs> it, it was just like one of those times where, I mean, honestly, like a lot, I mean, not daily, but maybe daily, like yeah. I would just like cry into this arm couch. And so once we decided flash forward to like sell everything and hit the road, People were like, why don't you just put your stuff in storage? Do you know how expensive it's going to be to like right. refurnish the place? No, like being very practical, if you will. Right. And we were like, okay, that makes sense. But I'm like in a year and a half or in two years mm-hmm. or in six months when I'm done walking about, right. I'm not going to want to pull out that same brown yes. house that I cried into. I'm like, this has to be like a clean like sweep. And I think sometimes we don't acknowledge the space that we keep in our physical mm-hmm. like areas. Yeah. That hold a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's like a fresh coat of paint could like really change, yes. you know, a room or, but for me, I was like, these couches are wonderful and I hope mm-hmm. they make the next person very happy. <laughs> but I never want to see this brown couch right. ever again yeah, in my because life. Because like, of what it represents to you. I think that's yeah. so interesting. Well, and the other thing that I think that you guys are hitting on the head is, you know, a lot of times there's something that nags at us. Like, um, I don't know what it would be like. I don't like my job. I don't like my job. I don't like my job. Well, we can sit and talk about not liking our job or we could put our energy into finding a new job. Either way, we're still talking about the job, but we're either doing something about it or we're sitting in it. You know, same thing with like, yeah. uh, I'm not happy with the way my body looks. Okay. You can either think about it as you're eating Doritos or you can be like, well, I'm actually going to do something about it. Or, you know, there's so many situations yeah. that can make us feel better if we do exactly what you guys have done and take action, but taking action takes another thing you guys have done takes immense courage. And I think just for our listeners to hear your story, to be like, okay, we weren't happy. Yes, we had it. We, you know, we're a duo. We got to be with Kelly Clarkson, then another band. And then you know what? The bottom fell out and it really stinks. Everybody goes through this. But what I love about you guys is you took action, you took courage and you did something about it. It's just so cool. So do you guys have your eyes set on something like your next big dream? Or are you kind of feeling it out right now to see what is coming next? Or like, what is the next thing for you guys? Do you know? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like we've got 
a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. I think part of what's been cool about this walkabout is that, you know, at some point, like I was just hiking with a friend of mine in Denver a couple of weeks ago. And I was, you know, talking about how like, it feels like everybody's getting married and everybody's having kids or they're done having right. kids. And I'm like, I feel so single right now. <laughs> like, just like stuff like that. And I was like, I've been saying like, I, I can't believe this is my life, but I'm really trying to change it to be like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, <laughs> right. Ooh, really I like, like just excitement and like, wow, okay, this is, this is what's happening right now. And so there are a lot of really fun things we've been. So the walkabout has been almost a year and a half now. And we definitely, I mean, we launched season two of the podcast. We've got some really fun interviews coming up and we're trying to like pivot a little bit of like, not only what we've learned in season one is that like life never goes the way we planned it. And I mean, that's just a universal rule basically, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like how to make the most of it when it doesn't. And what most people that we've interviewed have said is like, my life is so much more beautiful or richer or fuller because it didn't go the way that I planned. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to take some of the things that we've learned and put it into a book. We're working on it now. Um, Just some of the life lessons that we've learned from, you know, singing with Kelly to, you know, going out on our own, from getting fired, from selling everything. So that's kind of, but that's what the book is going to be about that we're working on. Um, yeah. So that's been fun. And we've got some new music coming out. Um, we're going to be releasing a new single. Yeah. In the next, um, gosh, we don't have a release date, but I would, we're hoping to nail down a date, hopefully in four to six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're hopefully going to release a few new singles this year. Um, we've got them actually all recorded. So it's more just all of the like businessy stuff behind yes. the scenes that needs for <laughs> all those ducks need to get in a row, but we'd yes. love to release maybe three or four more singles this year. Um, and then we're also just looking for a place kind of, we've realized in all of our travels, we need a place to like leave all of our stuff when mm-hmm. we don't have to take like all of our clothes with us all the time because that <laughs> right. being a woman, you know, it's exhausting. Yes, and it's yes. like, I feel like no matter what you just accumulate stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you just do. Right. And so, um, we don't know where that will be for sure yet, but we might just get like a working space in yeah. Nashville that when we're needing to be there for work, we can be there, but still be traveling. Cause that's definitely that. something that I feel like for both of you from the outside in, it brings you both so much joy. And I, I love it too. Like, you know, I'm married and have three kids and I, I was talking to my husband, like, okay, if we could do anything, what would you do? And like, in my head, I knew my answer. He's like, I would just hang out with you guys. And I'm like, I would travel. Like I would travel. And so (laughs) the thing that you guys get to do that now, like I'm like, go for it, you know, and, and maybe you'll meet Prince Charming along the way. You know, I, I bet you will, you you know, but I think Mm -hmm. that's, um, important just to live. You guys are so authentic to who you are. And what I also love is that you're not hiding the hard part of your journey, because I think a lot of times social media or, you know, when you're speaking places or doing things, we highlight all the great parts, but we don't relate to people there. People are like, Oh wow. They admire you maybe, but you're relatable in the raw and the hard. And I think that's what's so um, exciting about you guys is you're like, no, this is really kind of actually stinky right now. And this is what we're going (laughs) through. And so this is what we're doing for it. And so I just applaud you. And um, okay. So tell me if our listeners want to follow along with what you guys are doing, what you have coming up next, what are the places and where can they go to follow you? 
Yeah, thanks. Well, th- and thanks for having us and talking about this stuff too. This has been so fun. Um, we are at jillandkate.com or, and that's all spelled out, J-I-L-L-A-N-D-K-A-T-E. Okay. And we're at Jill and Kate on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think. Love it. And then our all podcast that. is at Girls Just Pod to have fun. I yeah. love it. Or you can And I Jill highly and recommend your podcast. It is so fun. You have some awesome, awesome guests. And I think it's just something well, that um, you guys are so good at interviewing and what you do. And I think it's a mix of a lot of different things. And so, and, and it's super entertaining. And so I think any of our listeners that are looking for another podcast, that this would be a great one to follow along. And I would just also say, Thanks. I'll also say like, I don't like in the walkabout as much as like it was like it has done everything. I think it's checked all the boxes that we've needed it to check. Yeah. It is also like if you I don't know what episode number it is in our podcast from season one, but like we hit a really low point in our walkabout. Wow. And we talked about that because, you know, at first we were all like, you know, like rainbows and butterflies, everything yeah. magical. Like, right. Like it really felt like, oh my gosh, this is working. And then it was, I don't know. Do you remember digging out of the breakdown, digging out of the breakdown? That's the okay. title of the episode where we just talk really honestly about like, we hit a, a low point in the right. walkabout. And even though it was like, wait, this is what I wanted. We chose this. Yeah. Like this is most of the time good. We hit like a rough patch. Yeah. And I think for us, it kind of unnerved us a little bit because it kind of made us go like, well, can we not be happy anywhere? Or like, yes. this, but it was just, it's, it's life. Right. It's just life. I so, love that. I love yeah. that. That's episode 34. So our listeners that want to go oh, listen to that. Thanks. Yeah. I'm Look on your you. website, girls. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And what I want you to promise me is that you'll come back as you hit these next big dreams and share about all the things that you have going on maybe in a year or so. Oh my gosh, we would love that. And I hope we get to see you in real life again soon. You will. Yes, yes, we will just make it happen. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.